0: Hey, it's Sean from The Commander's Brew. Before we get to this episode, I've got a very important announcement to make. I'm switching podcast hosts. Normally, I wouldn't have to say anything, but modern podcast hosting is pretty advanced, and the way I've been doing things is pretty old-fashioned. So it's not as simple as just updating the feed, and then you don't notice anything. If you want to keep listening to this show, and I really hope you do, you'll have to click the link in the show notes. That'll take you to the new feed, and you can subscribe there. I'll keep publishing episodes on this feed until sometime at the end of january that should give people enough time to switch over to the new feed and if you're coming back from the future and you're wondering why there hasn't been an update since sometime in january this is why i've got so many new episodes for you over on the new link anyway here's this episode hey it's sean from the commander's brew this week i'm digging deep on the archimandrite the new jeskai commander from the brothers war commander decks there's a ton of text on this card it's that advisor artificer monk kind of leader card weird Anyway, there's tons of text on the card box, which actually makes for a very interesting brew. It really opens up a lot of directions for this, and quite frankly, a couple of them kind of surprised me. Thanks for tuning in. Whether you're new to brewing decks or you're a seasoned veteran with dozens of decks under your belt, I hope you can find something inspiring to send you off to brew something like this of your own. That's the goal after all. Show you something cool. I'm not here to give you a deck. I'm here to teach you to deck. And I couldn't put this show together without some help. Mainly everyone over at patreon.com slash commanders brew that's a fantastic way to help out the show directly get in our discord help out with these cool sweet brews i'll include a link below to our tcg player link through link 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 that's where you can see the cards i talked about this episode and if you want to buy anything if you go through that link that helps out the show too and of course telling a friend or giving a nice review that kind of thing helps out too and it doesn't cost anything and the last thing before we get to the deck tech is to have two ads one fake one reel. Here at Dark Steel Industries, we're always trying to be on the cutting edge of innovation. We've got all sorts of prototypes we've been working on. They can be really big if you wait a long time to cast them, or they can be really small if you want them right now. And if you do want them right now, we've got a special Black Friday deal where all you have to do is email us and we'll send one right to your door. They're great for helping you around the house with common chores like sweeping, walking the dog helping the kids get sandwiches for school. And we promise they won't try to assimilate you into a Phyrexian army. Order today! And now the real ad from the Wizard's Tower. Wizardtower.com Besides being a great website to get Commander content and other articles, Canadian viewers can use coupon code BREWBROTHERS to get 5% off your Magic singles. As long as you get $20 or more, you might even be eligible for free shipping. And that deal's available every day, not just very specific Fridays. And now back to the show. Okay, so this is the Archimandrite. We've got a Jeskai 5 Legendary Human Advisor. It's going to cost us five mana total. Two blue, red, white. So here's what the Archimandrite does. There's a built-in life gain thing. At the beginning of your upkeep, you gain X life, where X is the number of cards in your hand minus four. In other words, every card over four you have you gain a life during your upkeep. I'm skipping to the bottom to also talk about tap three untapped of those special types, advisors, artificers, and or monks, draw a card. We've got blue in our color identity, so I don't imagine we will be tapping a lot of our creatures to draw a card here or there, because quite simply, there aren't a ton of advisors artificers and monks well strike that there are a ton of those but there aren't a lot of ways to make a super wide board of them tokens and specifically i'll get to that in a bit but i think here's the most interesting part whenever you gain life each advisor artificer and monk you control gains vigilance and gets plus x plus o where x is the amount of life you gained notice there's no restriction this can be an unlimited amount of life for an unlimited amount of power it doesn't have to be at the beginning of combat or during your upkeep The upkeep trigger is when we automatically gain life. So that's kind of a built-in way to give the team the team that we care about a bit of vigilance and some significant power boost. But if we can find other ways to gain life, I think most interestingly is if you're attacking with this team and someone has lifelink and first strike, they'll do their damage first. You'll gain a bunch of life, which will trigger this power boost because of the life gain on all your other advisors, artificers, and monks. So now they'll get boosted, before the regular damage phase. That's free damage. Interestingly enough, there is no equipment that you can just equip To give someone lifelink and first strike eater of virtue comes the closest that's that sword from neon dynasty a creature has to die with a keyword so that this carries the keyword like if you have a creature with first strike and they die holding the eater of virtue now it gives everyone first strike who equips it same with lifelink death touch haste hexproof blah 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 that's a ton of work and i don't want to jump through those hoops similarly audric lunark marshall yes that's the audric that gives the whole team any keyword he makes everybody share because sharing is caring but the interesting thing is if you have someone with first strike and lifelink now they all have first strike and lifelink so nobody does their damage before anybody else so it doesn't really do anything i will acknowledge that lifelink and double strike is a phenomenal combo everybody gets that first hit you gain a ton of life and everybody gets a massive boost for that second hit. So the first thing I wanted to do was just dig into all the different types and just try to see what are the themes involved? Are there any types of directions that these groups, artificers advisors monks that they're pointing us in. And looking at the artificers, no surprise as a big artifact theme among the artificers is Ethereum Sculptor that makes our artifacts cost one less. We've got Reckless Fireweaver. This is an artificer that whenever an artifact enters under our control, this deals one damage to each opponent. It's that one on a red creature. Tons of swirling yellow lights in there. Now, if we're an artifact deck based on artificers and we can somehow give Reckless Fireweaver life link now, every time an artifact comes in, the Fireweaver deals three points of lifelink damage to each opponent. Well, one point to each opponent. I shortcut it to three because I assume a default four player game. That's three life gain for every artifact that comes in. That's the same as plus three plus O for every artifact that comes in, including the Fireweaver. We haven't even attacked yet. This thing could be massive before we even attack if we have the ability to make artifacts, not to mention being able to make artifacts at instant speed. Treasures clues that new one from the commander who makes scrap metal tokens there's so much and if we were to give our fireweaver life link i think my favorite way to do that is basilisk collar it's one to cast two to equip death touch and life link i do like that more than shadow spear from a human money point of view because shadow spear one to cast two to equip same deal But now the creature also gets plus one, plus one, and you can also make other things lose Hex Proven Indestructible. Anyway, it's a $20 card. That's why I don't love this one. Basilisk Color is down to a buck 50 because it's been outclassed by so much. And then we get artificers like Goblin Engineer. It's the two drop in red that when it enters, you put an artifact into your graveyard and you can Goblin Welder up and down. Uh, You sac an artifact to pull out an artifact that has cost three or less. So that could be the Basilisk Collar. That could be the Ethereum Sculptor. Lots of cool options with the Engineer. And even Psymaster Thopterist. This is an artificer that makes thopters every time we cast an artifact spell. This in tandem with the Fireweaver means we're casting artifacts, we're getting the Thopter for the trigger, we're getting the artifact we're casting as the trigger. It's a tight little package here. And so I alluded towards the idea that it's hard to go wide with tokens of the special types, and the only one I could find is Monks. Monk tokens come from Monastery Mentor, which is down to seven bucks. If you're like me and you thought this card was like $20 because it's always been $20, it's not anymore. It's under 10 which is still quite a bit, but might be reasonable if you want to splurge a little bit. Anyway, whenever we cast a non-creature spell, we get a 1-1 white monk creature token with prowess. So now, if we can make a super wide board of actual monks, we don't need a ton of life gain to impact the board by a lot you can kind of look at it like every point of life is a point of power times the special creatures and if all our creatures are special creatures it's like one point of life equals a total of 12 power on the board that's pretty significant not to mention the prowess but that kind of points us to like a cast non-creature spells a little bit of a stormy cantrippy thing etherflux reservoirs the best way to do cantrippy stuff in my opinion Not to mention the life gain. It just gets stacked on top of itself. So now we're getting tons of life by casting a bunch of spells, making tons of monk tokens. Even student of Ojitai is a four drop human monk. Uh, It's just a simple, whenever you cast a non-creature spell, you gain two life. And I think it's worth talking about stuff like Rock's Faith Mender, which is a four drop rhino. It's a one five in white with lifelink. And whenever you gain life, you gain twice that much life. Boon Reflection is a five minute enchantment with the same text. And Alhmarits Archive does double duty here, because also, if you would gain life, gain twice that much life. This is a five mana legendary artifact that also says if you would draw a card except for your main draw step card, draw two cards instead. We are interested in having a big hand size, so I think this deck wants Alhamarit's Archive Quite significantly, under ten bucks, a little bit more than Monastery Mentor. Interestingly enough, and I don't love putting all my eggs in the Monastery Mentor basket, but there is an advisor in Imperial Recruiter that can go find it. That's the red. That's a three-drop in red. It's a one-one that tutors up a power two or less. It was only in like Portal Three Kingdoms for four hundred dollars forever, but it's been reprinted a couple of times. It's down to five fifty. That's even more shocking to me. I guess it just goes to show that a car that was super expensive because it's never been printed in a million years you finally reprint it a few times and it shows you how much more cards get printed now than they did back then one last group to look into and that's advisors obviously we're all thinking persistent petitioners that's the two drop one three that's a it's an advisor that we're allowed to play as many copies as we want Tap for untapped advisors, target player mills 12. And if we did want to go the mill route, obviously Bruvac, the Grandiloquent, is a 3 mana, 1, 4, in blue. It's another advisor that doubles your mill. This card's almost 30 bucks, though. And looking at advisors, it's hard to figure out what the overall theme is besides kind of controlly type of stuff. I mean, Grand Arbiter Augustine Fourth is an advisor. Bit salty for my taste. Azor's Elukitors is an advisor. That's the five mana three five that gives you, what is it, filibuster counters every upkeep. And if you can get five filibuster counters, you win the game. You lose a filibuster counter if opponent does any damage to you. So this requires you to survive five turns and take literally zero damage. Seems too tall of an order for me. So I don't know without any proliferating, this seems unlikely, but it's an advisor. So here's the thing that I want to focus on then is the life gain. I think if we pick a nice way to gain life, then we'll build around that. And my favorite way to gain a bunch of life for this deck at the moment is going to be a Soul Sisters package. This way we got a bunch of redundancy. We're not relying on one card to make it happen. And we've got quite a few options. Soul Warden is a one man and one one. Whenever another creature gains gain a life, did I say enters? Whenever another creature enters gain a life, Soul's Attendant. Same deal, one mana, 1-1. One one. This one's a little bit more expensive because it wasn't reprinted as much. It's like a $4 card. Lunark Veteran, recently from Midnight Hunt, one mana, 1-1. One one. Whenever another creature enters under your control, gain a life, and we can also disturb it to the back to be that little spirit, but this only pays you in life whenever a creature leaves the battlefield, which is still something, but it's not going to come into play quite as nicely. That's three one-drops that do the same thing. Suture Priest is a two-drop that does the same thing on our side, and when our opponents have creatures come in, they lose a life. That's a bonus. Daxos, blessed by the sun, is a white, white creature. Same deal. We gain a life every time a creature you control or dies, so there's another way Way to gain life that way, and there's more than that as well. I'm just just a handful I wanted to talk about. I think five's pretty good. And if that's our angle for life gain, we've got a lot of ways to gain extra life. We don't have to spend five mana on an enchantment to double our life gain if we're gaining it one point at a time. Cleric class is a one-mana enchantment that just adds one to every life gain, but one plus one is two, so that means every single life gained is doubled to two life. Also, we can level up cleric class to a f- by f- spending four mana so that whenever we do gain life, it's that Heliot effect. Whenever we gain life, put a plus one plus one counter on a creature you control. Needless to say, we will be putting tons of counters on creatures with that ability. And we will have all that bonus for all the advisors and things. I think this is a phenomenal card. If we want more of that effect, we've got Knight of Dawn's Light recently from Dominaria United. 2 mana 2-2 two, two, that gains us an extra point of life every time we gain life. Angel of Vitality back from core 2020 gain an additional life whenever we gain a life. Heron of Hope, Crimson Vow. it's the most expensive one at four mana, but it's the same deal. If you want a bunch of these, we've got options. These ones don't stack as nice as the doublers though. And so then we just got to make a lot of tokens and we want to make as many tokens as possible for our mana. The interesting thing is we would like to do it on our main phase because if we do it on the turn prior, we won't get the life g- I mean, we'll get the life gain and we'll get the pump, but... We won't get to attack with them. And that's what we want to do. So, something like Secure the Wastes, although it's an instant, only costs White X to put out X11 soldiers. We'll probably do it on our turn, unless we have two spells like this. Maybe we cast this one on the opponent's end step, and then we cast another one on our main phase, swing in with an even bigger team. Tempt with Vengeance is another single pip to start. It's Red X, but this is the Tempting Offer one. Your opponents can match you and get the same number of elementals, but If they do, then you also get another batch of elementals. So if you've got our engine going and we're gaining a lot of life and pumping the team by a ton, it seems unlikely anyone will take you up on this. That's the advice anyway. Don't take people up on the tempting offers. And then we've got to spend a little bit more mana to get it started. So something like Finale of Glory is White X. It costs an additional mana to start it. So we lose out on one token, which is one life gain instance, but there are two two soldiers instead of one ones. And Horn of Valhalla is a especially nice. I, I like when they design cards like this, because it's really good for everything we want. It's not quite a, it's actually 50 cents. No, no, it's 33 cents. Barely over a gumball. Anyway, the sorcery side, which is the adventure, is is white, white X, create that many soldier tokens. Cool. Then it's exiled, and you can cast it for one and on a white, So it's an equipment that equips for three that says equipped creature gets plus one, plus one for each creature you control. The two halves play very nicely together. I like that. And one thing I want to try now that Brothers War is out, it has nothing to do with Brothers War except for the fact that I've been made aware of Elsewhere Flask because it's one of the fancy artifacts in the set. It's a two minute artifact. When it comes into play, draw a card. I love these little cantripy things, but you can sack it to choose a basic land type and all your lands become that type. Now imagine that with Firecat Blitz somewhere on our turn we pay red red x for a sorcery we put out x red cat creature tokens with haste they're elemental cats they will be sacrificed at the beginning of the next end step but this also has flashback for red red sacrifice x mountains so if we spent two fewer mana up front And made x smaller by two now we've got two mana sitting around we made as many fire cats as we can minus two now we pay the two remaining mana and sack every single one of our lands to make another eight or ten that's a lot more life gain that's a lot more pump that's potentially a game-winning amount of damage i mean it should be for you to sacrifice all your lands short answer is i would love to sacrifice all my lands to fire blitz to win a game one time in my life. And the other angle we can take is just by making all of our creatures the monks, the artificers, and the advisors by something like Masswood Nexus. It's that four mana artifact that makes all your creatures all the types. Mirror Entity is a shapeshifter. It's two and a white for a 1 1 it's a Changeling, so it counts as those special types. But you can also pay X, and until end of turn, all your creatures get base power XX, where X is the amount you spent there, and they gain all creature types. So, I mean, we probably have to spend one. I don't plan on running any anthems, uh, but if you did, you could spend zero on this and your creatures wouldn't die. But I will spend one, turn everything into a tiny token that has all the types. Now everything gets pumped by life gain. Volatile Claws is a cool instant. It's two and a red until end of turn. Creatures you control get plus two, plus O oh, and gain all creature types. I must point out that we have to be able to gain the life after we have cast this spell because if they're not monks yet, we won't get any benefit from it. This is an example of where I do like that instant speed secure the waste to make my tokens at instant speed because now I can attack with the team, cast volatile claws. They all get a little bit of a pump up front and now they're all monks. They're waiting poised. And if my opponents don't block correctly, I can just cast to secure the waste to trigger a bunch more life gain, and now the game could be over. And something like Dragon Throne of Tarkir is fascinating. It's a four mana artifact, equips for three, the creature you're equipping has Defender, but you can pay two and tap other creatures you control, gain Trample, and get plus X plus X, where X is this creature's power. This is fantastic no matter what we're doing, because we can put this on one advisor, we make a really wide board of soldiers, and as, if, that, if that is our only advisor, if it's the Archimandrite, and we get like plus 10, then we can just pay two to tap, and now everybody gets plus 10 plus 10 and Trample. That's fantastic. And I mean, Brutoclad, Telcor Engineer, Secret brutoclad, six mana, Artificer... Start with a 4 4. Notably, all your creature tokens have haste, so that's great. We get to send them in, in as well. But we also make a mirror at the beginning of our combat, and we can make any token into any other token. If we do have a monk token, we can make all our little soldiers into monk tokens. And then something like Brian Stoutarm. Think about this this is a four mana giant warrior, 4 4 with lifelink. That's key. We can pay red to tap Brian, sacrifice another creature. Brian's stout arm deals damage equal to the sacrificed creature's power to target player. So if we've got a 10 power advisor, Brian can fling him for 10 points at someone's face. But Brian has lifelink, so we gain 10 life. Now the next advisor has another plus 10 on its power. If we had a way to untap Brian's stout arm, we could then fling the next advisor which is up to, what, about 20 power? Gain 20 life, untap Brian. The next one we fling has 40 power. We're about to kill people with two untaps. It's incredible. Speaking of auras, which I think is the best way to untap things, let's look at Light Paws Emperor's Voice, who is an advisor. Light Paws gets a lot of hate because you can brew some pretty nasty decks using her, but I think the ability, whenever we cast an aura, it, we get to look for a smaller aura and put it right on Light Lightpaws. So if we cast a big one on light pause we get to automatically go in for the untapper smaller one something like burning anger five mana enchantment now the creature gets to tap to do its damage equal to its power to any target light pause is an advisor light pause gets that pump light pause can Fling 10 plus damage around, or you attach an elemental mastery. Now, light pauses tapping to make X11 red elemental creature tokens with haste where X is the power. And some of the untappers include Freed from the Real at 3 mana or aura of dominion for 2 mana. Both of these spells allow us to pay mana to untap enchanted creature. If we have 5 mana for the burning anger on light paws, we go get freed from the reel automatically. Now we're just every time we pay a blue, we can do a ton of damage. If we've also got life link on light paws, now we're also making light paws bigger every time she hits. This is another way to build in a game-winning combo. I definitely would want stuff like Lightning Greaves, though, if I'm going to do the Aura route. I don't want everything to be on Light Paws and people just remove her. And then, like Brian Stoudarm, who is another excellent person who could wear those untappers, we got to have some other options. I can't only have two good targets for something like that. So then, Oswald Fiddlebender is an artificer and has that white... You can pay white to sack an artifact to Birthing Pot another artifact get a bigger artifact. There's a lot of value artifacts we want, so this will be very useful. Even in Osgar the Reconstructor, this is the four mana Vigilance, 4-4. In Boros, we can sac an artifact to pump a creature, but more importantly, we can pay X, tap, and exile an artifact from our graveyard to make two token copies of it. Token copies, that's good for Brutoclad if we're still thinking about that. I would love two Basilisk collars. And then Felden of the Third Path. This is the human artificer for three. We can pay three to tap Felden and make a token copy of a creature in the graveyard. This is where it gets cool, because we, if we have a monk that has died, or an advisor or whatever, now we can make an artifact copy of it, not only to just get another creature that will get pumped to the moon back in play, but if we do have the secret Brutoclad, Felden is the way to get a ton of monks. All our tokens become monks. I mean, we probably don't even need to untap Felden much, but it's an option. Very cool. Okay, so I've saved the best option for last for you. I think... So the the other... uh, We could scrap all this and just say, like, we're overcomplicating it. Why are we working so hard to gain life with soul sisters and tokens and whatever? Let's just take advantage of the Archimandrite's first ability. If we have a huge hand in our upkeep, we gain life so let's just stack the deck with pulls from tomorrows and blue sun zeniths blue draw x spells let's put in a bunch of stuff like reliquary tower so we have no maximum hand size a bunch of effects like that now we start our turn with 10 to 15 cards gain a bunch of life and what if right so the first idea is like well if we have a mitt full of cards i'm gonna want actual advisors i'm gonna want monks i'm gonna want artificers so my first thought was like which of those cost one because it doesn't like i'll take a one one because i'm gonna add plus 10 power to it so i'll take all the one ones you got the problem is they're like some of them are really bad some of them have defender i don't want those ones but it's just a mishmash but then it occurred to me if you start to look at two mana creatures we're back to persistent petitioners we could be persistent petitioner beatdown it's so easy I, i don't have to think about looking for cards i'm just going to put a bunch of persistent petitioners in my deck i'm going to go heavy islands so i can just drop them for a single blue because i'm going to put something like cloud key in the deck and name creatures so that all my creatures cost one less or maybe even kefnet's monument this is the legendary artifact that makes blue creature spells cost one less for you the bonus text if you can't remember is not great whenever you cast a creature spell target creature and opponent controls doesn't untap during their next untap step could be useful if something is already tapped we will keep it tapped forever with this but i do think that making a mitt full of persistent petitioners only cost a single blue is fantastic then it comes back to our turn again we've got a huge hand and now all of those petitioners get a huge bonus i'm probably not going to mill with them but I could and even in that version I think whatever version you do I think you want to think about archetype of aggression so that all your creatures have trample and nobody else has trample that's going to be key because we need giant creatures to get through our creatures will be big we need them to get through and then even something like a simple crash through I don't hate it it's a single red sorcery all your creatures gain trample until end of turn draw a card replaces itself for one, gives everyone trample. It's nice. Ooh, I think you can put a little bit of everything in this deck. I think the way you want to build it and the weight you want to give to each theme is up to you. I think the Soul Sisters tokens angle take up takes up the most cards. We'll probably want to lean into that. But I think like an Artificer, like mostly Persistent Petitioners with a little bit of extra life coming in, maybe the with the the... The equipment maybe we put a dragon throne of tarkir maybe we sneak in a brian stout arm just to do some major damage that way and the other beauty is if most of our creatures cost two we get to take advantage of those cards that say bring back all the creatures from your graveyard of converted mana cost two or whatever x's ascend from avernus something like that seems really good this deck seems like a lot of fun. Anyway, I hope you found something fun in this and let me know if you want to put together an Archer Mandrake deck or if there's any other key pieces you would use that I didn't talk about. In any case, I hope that you keep being you. The world's a better place for it. I will see you next time.